Hi, this is Cameron. And I'm Jorge Luis. And today we have part two of Luis's story, one of our Equals H graduates. Let's continue to hear his stories and let's start now. Hopecast. Learning about the life and mission of education equals hope. Welcome to the Educational's Hope Hopecast. I'm Cameron Graham Vivanco. And I am Jorge Luis Rodriguez. I'm the co-founder of Equals H and the director of the program here in Ecuador. And I am the coordinator of teams and training for Equals H in Ecuador as well. Educational's Hope exists to provide for the education of students in desperate and difficult situations. And the hope for this podcast is to keep all of our dear listeners, supporters, friends in ministry all over the world as to what is happening with our with our ministry here in Ecuador. Because we couldn't do it without you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. What an incredible privilege we have of getting to be this bridge between people who want to do wonderful things in this world and the people who need that support and we get to connect the two. So thank you for being on that journey with us. Today we are in part two of our time with, <laughs> with Luis, Luis Gaisa. Um, and I just, ah, it just makes me happy because Luis makes me happy. We're amazingly thankful and grateful for him and his life. Estamos muy agradecidos por ti, por tu vida, and for the opportunity that we have to to know you more and know all the stories and understand all the fingerprints of God in your story. Estamos emocionados además de poder conocer más de ti, de tu historia, pero también de conocer y de reconocer las huellas de Dios en toda tu historia y en cómo Él te ha cuidado. Entonces, if you have not heard part yes. one of this, this is definitely uh, a time that you need to stop now and you need to go listen to part one first. Um, we've heard uh, about Luis's life from three years old until 11, and we're going to pick up the story at 11 years old as uh, social services got involved in his life again. Um, and of course, we're going to um, hear this straight from the horse's mouth in Spanish. I will do my very best to translate, but there are times that Jorjito has to jump in and clarify. So, off we go. Hey, comenzamos otra vez. Tienes 11 años. We will start back again. Hola, Luchito. Hi, Luchito. Hi, Luchito. Hola. <laughs> We are back now in the second episode. Estamos de vuelta en el segundo episodio. Y vamos a empezar, and we're going to start um, with what I just said, con lo que ya dije. Justo tienes 11 años. Eh, estás en Ambato. Y te recoge la DINAPEN. So you are 11 years old, you're back in Ambato, and you're just picked up by social services again. Ya. Yeah. Después que me recogen la DINAPEN, conocí una nueva fundación que se llama la Don Bosco. Um, they took me to a new foundation called Don Bosco. Y me, eh, y me y, y integraron y es la granja Don Bosco. Granja Don Bosco. So it was on like a farm. So this was a space um, for uh, children in social services, well, a foundation for children, and they were on a farm. Es una fundación mega, es muy grande. It's a huge foundation. Y la fundación en la que es súper grande, las casas son en la mitad, son 10 casas en la mitad. Um, and it's a huge piece of property. It's a Catholic foundation, and they have 10 houses kind of in the middle of the property. 
Y yo, entre toditos, éramos como 40. There were about 40 of us who lived there. Estábamos ahí desde que niños que fueron abandonados por sus mamás. Um, there were kids there who had been abandoned by their mothers. Y otras chicas, así como yo, que fueron cogidas de la fundación y e internadas ahí. Um, and there were others, like me, who had been brought there by social services. Y en la fundación Don Bosco, yo viví ahí como un año y medio. I think I lived there about a year and a half. Y en ese transcurso de, ese, de, de que viví ahí, fui aprendí lo que es... Catolicismo. Um, I learned a lot about the Catholic Church and the Catholic faith during that time. Porque esa fundación era católica, entonces era como nosotros teníamos que, claro que orábamos en todos los alimentos, pero era una oración que siempre se repetía lo mismo y lo mismo. Um, and so there's a lot of liturgy, we would say prayers at every meal, of course, but it was a lot of repetition. Y nosotros ahí entre todos sabíamos jugar, a veces como es una fundación, no casi siempre nos vamos a caer bien entre todos. Um, uh, we were, there was time and place to play, but it's a foundation and you're not going to get along with everyone who's in there with you. Uno de esos días por estar de hambriento me subí a un árbol. One of those days that he was hungry, he just climbed up on a tree. Y me caí y me respeto la todo el lado derecho y se casi se notan las costillas. Um, I fell out of the tree and um, tore open my side. You could basically see my ribs. Pero interesante que cogí la, la pera. But I did get the pear that I was after <laughs> when I climbed up the tree. Entonces estaba comiendo pera dolorida. <laughs> so I was eating to try to cover up the pain. Entonces después de eso ya comí eso, me regresé y me senté. Um, and so I, I just went back to the, to the house and sat down. Y después ya pasó un tiempo y es la primera vez que me estaba yendo a enfermar. Um, that was really the first time I ever really got sick. Eso nunca me había pasado, pero es como que algo pasó y es como que mi cuerpo se volvió totalmente débil. Um, I, something happened and, and I just became 100% weak. Me llevaron al doctor, pero me dijeron que era nada, que era síntomas de algo, pero nunca me, me dijeron nada, así que solo me dieron algo y, y ya estaba normal. Um, and so they took me to the doctor, and the doctor was like, yeah, symptoms from something, but we really can't tell what it is, so he's fine, take him home. Y desde que entré ahí, comencé lo que son con las terapias de, de psicología. And that's the first time that I started with psychological help. Y me comencé, y comencé a tener reuniones con psicólogos, después... I started to meet with psychologists. Después ya... Pasé un año ahí y me, me hicieron el traslado a la Don Bosco, pero mi caleta que queda en el parque arbolito. They were, uh, they transferred him to a different station of the same foundation. Ajá. Ya cuando llegué a mi caleta, me pusieron en la escuela. And when I went to this, the, the new station, mi caleta is the name of, mm -hmm. um, that he was going to a new school. Ahí terminé lo que es escuela. And so I, I, he got to finish through uh, sixth grade. Ellos quisieron hacer una reincorporación con mi familia. They wanted to do a reincorporation between me and my family. Pero yo, yo no quería ir con ellos. But I didn't want to have anything to do with y them. Y a lo que ellos me mandaron. Um, and so they sent me. Um, dijeron que yo tenía que pasar ellos tres días y dormir tres días allá y regresar al, al siguiente día al, a mi caleta. Um, so they sent me back to my house anyway and told me I had to be there for three days and after being there for three days I could come back to the foundation. Yo dormía dos días en la calle y un día dormía con ellos y después me iba a la casa. Um, I spent two days sleeping on the streets, spent one night in my family's home and then went back to the foundation. Porque no, no me gustaba estar con ellos para nada. Because I didn't want to be with them at all. Ellos se, se, se dieron cuenta. ¿Quién? ¿La fundación sí, o la familia? La fundación. The foundation uh, realized that I didn't want to be with my family at all. <laughs> 
Porque comenzaron a llamar de que si estoy yendo los tres días que ellos quedaron en acuerdo. Because they would call and be like, hey, is Luis going the three days? Like, he's supposed to go every so often for three days. Y las, las reuniones que tuve con ellos fue con la trabajadora social y la psicóloga. Um, and I would have meetings with my family and the social worker and psychologists. Les, les conté los que me pasaba, entonces desde ahí ya dejaron de hacerme lo que es la reincorporación. Um, but I would share with them what had happened to me and what happens to me with my family, and so then they stopped making me go. Y vieron otro, y descubrieron el COVID que queda en la Carolina. ¿Qué? ¿Descubrieron qué? COVID, el, un centro donde quedan alimentos a los niños que son de casos de escasos recursos, eh, de comer a los chicos de la tarde y a los chicos de la mañana. And so there was a foundation that he discovered in Parque Carolina that sounds like COVID, but it's not COVID. <laughs> it's another foundation, um, but it was just a food service. Y me comenzaron a mandar para, me comenzaron a mandar de ahí desde el Parque de Bolita, la Carolina, y iba todos los días caminando. So I would walk a long distance from where the foundation was but to, to where this place was to get food. Durante tres meses. Uh, every day for three months. Y después de eso ya mandaron donde que es el, era, era un, una prueba para hacer un, una reincorporación vuelta en casa, casa Daniel. And, and so they sent me um, to uh, yet another foundation um, to see if I could uh, get into that foundation. It was called Casa Daniel. En Casa Daniel conocí al pastor Lenin García. Um, and in that foundation I met a man named Lenin García. Y ahí me pusieron lo que es en el colegio. And he helped me um, enroll in high school. Y ahí estuve durante un año igual de lo que aprendí, lo que es vuelta a aprender de Dios, pero era de esa forma era cristiana, no era católica, y era como algo nuevo para mí. And so, um, and through that, he, uh, I learned about uh, the Christian concept of God rather than the Catholic concept of God. And this is just going to be a quick cultural pause yes. that... Um, Catholicism in South America is very different than Catholicism mm -hmm. in North mm -hmm. America and how it is practiced. There are lots of incredible Catholics in South America who follow God, absolutely. But it is also kind of like the southeast of the United States, which is culturally Christian, but lots and lots of people have no idea what our relationship with Jesus is. It's that sort of thing. Like they say that they're Catholic Um, and so to be taught about a God who loves you as an individual is a Christian, here in Latin America, that's a Christian concept. Um, the Catholic concept be, that is normally taught is that you have to love the church and the church will do everything that you need to have a relationship with God, but you trust the church and the church does that for you with God, not you and God directly. So that's one of the many differences. Yeah, and that that happens mainly when you are, taught about the Catholic religion in the kind of like in the the, the sets that he came from the the Catholic education is just imposed to repetition you just have to do this because this is right mm -hmm. not even there's nothing deep connecting between your mind and religion or mind and spirituality it's just repeating these because this is good mm -hmm. so of course it was a great shock for him grandote Um, the difference between the Catholic repetitions that he heard and now knowing, getting to know a loving God. Debió ser un shock grande para ti conocer la repetición de los católicos que te imponían y luego empezar a conocer un Dios de amor. Mm, la verdad no, porque el, cuando me trasladaban de un lugar a otro, es como que más te echabas a... Yo en ese tiempo yo más era como que llorabas porque 
eh, te traslada de un lugar nuevo y vas a conocer gente nueva y es como que dejar lo, lo viejo antiguo es como que fue, fue difícil porque en cada fundación que me he movido siempre es como que lloras porque no quieres irte de un lugar ya cuando te acostumbras. And so more than any cultural or theological or church shock, it was always a shock of and the pain of separation like you didn't want he didn't want to go to a new place he was leaving what was known and what was familiar and people that he knew to have to go to some place new so that was the biggest shock more than anything else pero después el pastor ya me comenzó a hablar ya más claro o sea primero tenía que ambientarme en el lugar adaptarme y lo cual tengo que trabajar con otra mujer social y otra psicóloga y todo eso es en casa Daniel mm -hmm. and so the pastor there um, spent a lot of time just talking with me helping me um, understand again working with a new social worker working with a new psychologist it was all new again but uh, they really had a focus of trying to walk with me y en ese transcurso es como que el pastor me dijo que ya tenía que o sea, me preguntó si creía en alguien o algo o por lo que tú estás aquí. Yo le dije que no. Um, and it, then it got to the point, he asked me, the, um, uh, the person in charge of Casa Daniel asked me, like, what is your faith? What do you believe? And asked me if I had a faith at all. And I said no. Yo le conté de por qué venía acá y por qué me trasladaron. Y él también ya sabía, pero me dijo que yo le contara de mí. Quería escuchar de mi parte. Um, and he wanted to hear my story from my, in my words, what had happened and why I'd ended up, how I'd ended up in Casa Daniel. Y me dijo que Dios siempre tiene un propósito, no es por nada. Um, and he said, God has a point and a purpose for this. Um, it's not for nothing. Y me dijo, te animo a que tú sigas, te animo a que estés aquí y puedas terminar tus estudios. Um, and he encouraged me to continue there and to finish my studies. Y vas a conocer cosas nuevas que no hayas conocido. Um, and in that process, that I would learn new things that I hadn't learned before. Naya tenía ya 14 años. I was 14 years old at the time. Y recién ahí lo que es aprendí lo. Ahí recién es la primera vez donde que me festejaron mi cumpleaños. And that was the first time when I was 14 years old that someone celebrated my birthday. Y después el pastor dijo que tenía que aprender nuevas habilidades, así que me mandó a la dolorosa por la ferroviaria. And so, um, and then shortly after that, they said that I needed to learn new skills, so they sent me to... To another foundation that just teaches this kind of kids something that is useful for their lives. Entonces me dijo que tenía que ir, entonces yo me fui, era, tenía que levantarme a las 5 de la mañana y tenía que estar allá a las 7 de la mañana. Um, and so I, I went and I would have to wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning and to go to this day foundation to work. I had to be there by 7 a.m. Mm, y escogí la, la profesión que menos no, o sea, no quería, pero había un profesor que era súper bravo. Entonces escogiste lo bravo o lo, lo no bravo? No, no bravo. <laughs> so um, then I, uh, this, I chose a profession or a, a track that I wanted to learn in, but not because it was something I wanted to do, but it was because it was the least mean of the teachers. Entonces él estaba organizando las filas, pero me preguntó qué carrera y dije electrónica te toca conmigo, entonces dije rayos. Because <laughs> <laughs> there was a really mean one that was like, hey, what do you want to do? And I was like, electronics. He's like, oh, that's with me. And Luis was like, oh, never mind. <laughs> Entonces ya con él la formamos y me fui para allá y entonces él era un super profesor. Entonces, pero sí hiciste de electrónica. Sí. Oh, I said that backwards. I'm sorry. My English and my Spanish. So um, he asked me what is, if he wasn't the mean teacher that was asking, it was the nice teacher was asking uh, and he chose electronics because it was the nice teacher and so he went with him and did that. Yeah, he kind of, he was surprised that it was electronics because that's not what he wanted, but he was like, oh, this is the mean, this is not the mean one, so I will just do it. Yeah. 
Entonces, de ahí el profesor nos ponía lo que es vida, nos puso reflexión. Um, and this teacher would give us um, reflections. Por ejemplo, había un, nos puso algunos videos sobre reflexión, cómo nosotros debemos querer y sobresalir de, de, de la situación que nos encontremos. So he was, um, he was exposed to some material like videos where they will tell the kids, you know, there's a purpose in life and you can just overcome whatever, you know, teaching them how to superar. Encouraging, encouraging teaching videos. Yeah, so that yep. they can see, say, they can see that whatever the circumstances they're living under, they can just break that and overcome those things. Y ahí nos puso, el video que más me gustó fue que es el video de Vuelveme las Manitas. So the, one of the videos that I remember was my favorite was the video that is called Give Me Back My Little Hands. Mm. Y un ejemplo es como que el padre compra un carro nuevo. And so, the, yeah. And the, you, you, you're in a roll. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so the example is of this father that gets uh, a new car. Y la niña cogió un tenedor pensando que era la, los crayones del, de sus juguetes. And a little girl um, wanted to play with the car. Instead of taking crayons, she took a fork. Y ella le quiso también dar, dar un recuerdo, o sea, plasmar algo de ella en el carro también. She wanted to give a surprise and put something of hers into the car, so she took, instead of taking a crane, she took a fork. And drew on the paint. Great. Y después el papá al ver eso y el carro, el carro todo rayado así profundo. When the dad already comes and sees the car and he sees like it's like deeply scratched. And scratched, yeah. El papá se enoja, le cabrea y le pega. The dad gets angry and he hits the, the little girl. Y le deja sin las manos, se va al hospital. And the, the, the little girl goes to the hospital. Y el doctor dice que la niña perdió las manos. And the doctor tells the parents that because of the beating up in the hands, she's losing her hands. Y el padre entra todo llorando a verle a la hija. So the father is crying and he comes to see the girl. Y la hija le dice, yo te perdono, pero devuélveme las manitas. And then the little girl says, yes, dad, I'll forgive you, but please give me back my little hands. Entonces, casi historias así nos decía siempre nuestro profesor escuchar. So those were the stories that, he's, uh, that his teacher will actually make them hear. Porque era como nosotros tenemos que reflexionar y apreciar las cosas que tenemos. And he would do that because he was um, wanting to give us reflection points to think about what we do have and, um, and what we can be thankful for. Y es ahí donde que fue así un transcurso de tiempo hasta que ellos me decidieron mandarme de quiteño bonito. Um, and so uh, that he stayed there at, at working at that foundation until they decided to move him to another foundation called the Cute Little Quiteño Boy, which uh, that sounds really creepy. It's not. It's like that. Right? That's what he said. Tengo una pregunta. ¿Te, te quisieron mandar de quiteño bonito a dónde? A participar en el modelaje porque nadie quería. Okay, so there oh, was this activity. Okay, here's another cultural thing. I don't know. Yes, oh, there gosh. is the, for for the festivities of the city when we celebrate that the city of Quito was like liberated from the Spaniards. December 6th, I know that. Great. So then <laughs> December 6th, there is like this kind of like competition of who is the best quiteña bonita in in. Chuya quiteño, you know, like, it's kind of the, like the it's representatives. Like, it's like a, a beauty pageant for kids for the best one, best girl, and best boy in Quito. That represents the Quito spirit. spirit. Okay. Yes. So 
they had this activity oh and no one else wanted to go. Actually, like the 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 right thing or or the common thing would be to send a girl that is the quiteña bonita, uh -huh. but no one wanted it, so they sent Luis as the quiteño bonito. Después de eso, ya terminé mi curso ahí en, en, la, en la ferreria. So he finished his, his uh, little course into the school that he was studying. Y casa Daniel estaba por cerrar, así que me, re, me hicieron otra vez una prueba más para entrar a casa Gabriel. And so um, Casa Daniel, for some reason, was shutting its doors. And so um, they sent Luis to, to Casa Gabriel which is where Equals H and Youth World become involved at Casa Gabriel. Um, but it was a time of, um, uh, like, a probation time. Yes, he was the process. He was starting was a the process, process and the to transition see if he could be if, to see if he can fit into the program. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that was when I was 15 years old, and I went to go stay for a week. O sea, me perdí yéndome a casa Gabriel porque yo no, no conocía, entonces yo me según yo me fui, pero me fui a aparecer en una montaña que no era. So, believing that he knew how to get back to casa Gabriel, of course, like moving from moving you from one place to another, you don't know what 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 where things are, where you yeah. are, right? So, one day after school, he was trying to come back to casa Gabriel and he just lost himself. He, he got lost. How, he got lost and he didn't know how to get there. He didn't so know he did, he ended up in one of like those mountains that we have in Quito and it was not casa Gabriel. Entonces ya cuando estaba regresando me tapé una señora. And as I was uh, lost, I ran into this woman. Y es como que esa señora me vio todo decaído, yo no tenía pasaje y me dijo ¿Qué te pasa? Um, and she saw that I was really downcast and I didn't have money for the bus and she asked me what happened. Y me dijo, no tengo pasaje y estoy encima empezó a llover. Um, and I told her, it's like, because I don't have anything for the bus and it's and it had started to rain. Y me dijo, siga adelante, toma, yo te doy, pero no te gastes en drogas porque Dios te está viendo y eso no, es, no, eso no le gusta a Dios. Um, and she said, well, here, I'll give you your passage, but don't spend it in drugs because God does not like drugs and God is watching what you do. Entonces, en mi vida se han presentado, esas señoras se han presentado en diferentes etapas de mi vida. This woman has actually kind of showed up a representative, this, this type of, not her physically, but this woman metaphorically has showed up in my life many times. Un ejemplo es como, antes acabo de comentar que cuando vivía con mis hermanastros, los que me curaban eran señoras y me ayudaban en todo. Um, like when my, uh, my, step siblings would beat me um, it was kind women women like this woman who would come and take care of my wounds y las dos siempre han come, siempre han tenido el mismo decir que mira adelante no miras atrás y dios tiene un propósito para ti and they would always say keep your eyes facing forward don't look back god has a purpose and a plan después que la señora me dijo eso y yo cogí los de los 50 centavos que me dio y me fui a la casa Um, and so she told me that, and she gave me 50 cents, and I found my way back to Casa G. Y después hice una prueba en Casa Gabriel durante una semana. And so I did the week kind of probation period with Casa G. Pero no podía entrar porque tenía 15 años recién cumplidos. Um, but I was only 15, so they, I wasn't able to stay there. Entonces yo esperaba que sea por lo que tenga 15 años y medio y recién entré a casa Gabriel. Because there was a, a rule that, um, and this was a, a government rule, that you had to be 15 and a half in order to be in casa Gabriel. Hasta eso yo también seguía sirviendo lo que es en el COVID. And so he stayed at that, um, he stayed with the foundation that had been giving him food. Y yo seguía ayudando ahí 
hasta ahí Brother Phil me iba a ver ahí y me hacía entrevistas para... Bueno, conversaba conmigo y para ver si es que estaba interesado en entrar a Casa Gabriel. Uh, but Phil Dallas, who's the founder and director of Casa Gabriel at the time, um, he would seek uh, Luis out at the foundation and that had the food and, and began the relationship and asking if he wanted to be a part of this because Casa Gabriel is about doing your part. It's it's a training um, a training home, not just a, a rescue center. And conversations like that will just make sure uh, for the leaders that the kid actually wants end and he's not just forced and he's not taking advantage he actually wants that so these conversations that phil will have are very intentional and just deep enough so that they can truly get to know him before he gets into the program and this is another perfect place to hit pause <laughs> i'm so sorry it's so good i just want to talk for hours the story is Tan grande, tan vasta y tan interesante que no podemos parar. His story is just so big, so vast, so interesting that we don't want to, um, you know, just stop without a, a real conclusion of it. So we are going to stop and, and continue it, with the new episode. Pause. Just pause. Yes, just pause. Come back uh, the next episode and we'll hit the Casa Gabriel years. If you would like to support Educationals Hope and students like Luis, please go to the website educationalshope.org. Find that Donate Now button. And thank you so much for being on this journey with us. We couldn't do it without you. Gracias, Luchito. Thank you, Luchito. And we'll see you guys next time. Thank you. Ciao. Bye. Thanks for listening to our Hopecast. If you want to join the mission or know more about it, please visit our webpage, www.educationequalshope.org, or check our YouTube channel and Instagram with the same name.